Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. And we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age. It's about the feeling. All of us are almost something, seeking community and resources to support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Lindsay, and this is Krista. We're so glad you're here every single week. We have a new episode for you, health and wellness, relationships, spirituality, and everything in between. So, hi. Hi. Hey. I was recording a solo episode the other day, and I was kind of doing the intro for almost 30. I was like, we talk about everything in between. And I was like, wait, we actually don't. So <laughs> don't ask us to talk about politics. Yeah. I was like, you can go someplace. And some, some things in between. <laughs> I'm not a geopolitical expert. If you cannot tell from my voice, I just, <laughs> some things, I know I was like, actually, it's some things in between, because I don't want to be like, we talk about everything. I'm open, but we, you know kind of stick to spirituality, health and wellness and relationships, blah, blah, blah. But we're so grateful you're here. Today's a really good one with our friend Courtney Swan. Courtney is someone I see quite often in LA. I was just with her the other day at Soho House, just chilling, working. It was so much fun. And this is such a actionable episode because we talk mm -hmm. about in a very digestible way, things to do to improve your life from a health perspective. Courtney is known for her swaps. She is someone that is studied in health and nutrition. And she shares a lot on her Instagram and TikTok and on her podcast about how to make yourself healthier and more whole by choosing the right products for both your home and your body. What I love, and I feel like this has been kind of her thing in the last maybe six to nine months, just in terms of her content, is where she is going into whether it's grocery stores, various grocery stores from like the high end to the grocery store that's like in every town to Jack in the Box, to yes, Taco dude. Bell. <laughs> After our hangout at Soho, I was like, what are you doing now? She's like, going to Ralph's. I was like, don't. <laughs> but, you know, I love it because one, it's super accessible. Two, it's, I think it's more mainstream in terms of showing like what is exactly on our shelves yes. that is literally in our face all the time and not healthy for us. But then also in the same store, finding healthy alternatives. I love when she went to check in the box. And I she can't. was just like, I ordered two just patties. She's like, this is 100% beef. And I ordered scrambled eggs on the side. It was $3.79. Dude. I was like, Am amazing tip. Because like, that's exactly mm -hmm. what she would order if she was going there on the regular. And I actually two patties for and eggs for three seventy nine. Yeah, man. How good can that beef be? What do you mean? <laughs> I I know I appreciate it, but also like if I'm going to Jack in the Box, I'm getting down and dirty. Yeah, man. I would be nasty, just oozing stuff out my pores. But I mean, the swaps are really really helpful, mm -hmm. and I feel like what I love about her too is that she actually has a degree in science and nutrition and integrative health. I feel like there's so many people in the space of nutrition and wellness that are like, I have an eating disorder and this is what I want to teach you about health and nutrition. 
and people are actually learning from people that have eating disorders as their qualifications rather than someone that is actually researched. And I'm not someone that's always like, I need to see your degree. But it's like someone that actually has studied it and really is on a mission to help people change the way that they eat and make it approachable. I was actually at Erwan just a minute ago and I was texting with Jordan and I was like, dude, I miss when Erwan wasn't cool. Like I, I miss when they didn't have merch. I miss when they didn't have like tote bags. I miss when they didn't have camera crews, camera crews and Haley Bieber smoothies and TikToks. Like it's like I just miss when it was down home, your local grocery that you paid too much to go to and just it could not be a whole thing. It's actually heartbreaking that it's almost its own celebrity. Like, yeah, it's like it's its own. It's like a person. Yeah, it's very weird. How I feel like did we got a little bit of that, but I feel like it became big and like that very soon after. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was honestly with the introduction of their beverages, like the smoothie beverages yeah. with celebrities, I think is really what did it. I think the Haley Bieber one was like really mm-hmm. led the charge in there. And then also, too, with a lot of influencers being in Los Angeles, obviously sharing what they eat in a day, sharing the food that they eat, it kind of became big in that way. I was there at another one I was working in the morning and I saw Spencer and Heidi Pratt. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. It was a good one. And Heidi looks like a delight. She was like with her kids. Like the kids looked like so happy. She looked so present. Spencer, on the other hand. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, looked fine. It looked nice, but I don't. Yeah, definitely. Like he's got a resting bitch face a little bit. Yeah. Our boy has a resting bitch face. Yeah. It's him being on like another planet, I think, honestly. But I was like, oh, this is an interesting celebrity spotting. I mean, yeah, I would always I would always expect to see celebrities when I went and then I would never, ever. I would Mm -hmm. usually see like celebrities in the health and wellness space who like walk in as if they are the gods of Erwan Mm -hmm. and stop the whole hot bar line. And, Mm -hmm. like you know, it's all like a whole thing. But I do, I do miss Erwan. God bless me with a an organic grocer next door, but it is a completely different vibe. Oh, the one that I've been to right there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a completely different vibe, honey. Completely. It's amazing yeah. because I've actually become friends with like some of the people that, not friends, you know what I mean, I that do. work there and source like the produce because I'm just curious. I'm like, I'm always a little crazy about that stuff and they're very... A lot of like local farms, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, okay, great. Love that. But it is like not bougie at all. And if you come in with any bouge, like you will be looked down upon for sure. Like you can't, you have to tone down any bouge. It's, it's very, it's very weird. I'm like, hey, you're charging bouge prices. So yeah. you're like, let me wear my Louis Vuitton bag in here. Okay. Or like if I want to ask about like yes, if I want to get real okra. specific, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I well, I didn't realize. Maybe I think we talked about this on there, so this might be the fact that I keep regurgitating that is getting old about organic food. That the number one distributor of organic foods is Walmart, and Walmart gets all their organic foods, not all, but most of their organic foods from China, and we can just leave that right there. Leave that right there. Because China has not been known to have the most ethical business practices, we'll say that. And so oftentimes it could be something where they're saying it's organic and it's not. It's just kind of the way it is, where people are in need of money, in need of, you know, to support their family. So they're saying it's organic and it's not. So, yeah, it's just, it's a wild, wild world out there. 
And I know Courtney went to Denver and she was at her boyfriend's house Mm -hmm. and she did a swap in her boyfriend's fridge. And so she was swapping everything in her boyfriend's fridge, which was so fun. It's like the creamers that have oils in them. It's like the nut milks that have the oils in them. It's like just so many things that we sort of overlook, especially from an oil perspective, because oils are kind of like the hot thing that are causing inflammation. That's my whole, like with people who are just, I'll say, awakening to all of these ingredients that are seemingly in so much of what we eat and how they affect our bodies, causing inflammation, et cetera. I have like, there's like a a heartstring that's tugged when they, for example, like Sean, he'll bring home things that he thinks are healthy. They're like, oh, I'm doing a good job because I'm nuts, but I kind of let him do his thing. But he's like, oh, I got this like new like milk. It's ripple milk made from whatever, whatever. And I look at it. He's just like, God damn it. And the first ingredient is rapeseed oil. I'm like, I know, sorry. Like, it's just, it it is a little heartbreaking because, yeah. And I think Courtney's really good at reminding people of this. We do our best with what we know. And as you learn these things, yes, it might feel a little bit overwhelming at first, but we start small. If it feels easy to go through your fridge and just look at the beverages and check out the natural flavoring or the oils or whatever, and that's all you can do this month, great. I don't want to be like that person that's literally halting every everything in my life to make sure that everything is so pure or yeah. healthy. I mean, there's levels to it. Yeah. That's what's so wild. Is And it's so interesting. It's kind of like with the spiritual path too. I'm getting this visual in my mind where it's like there's levels to it, you know? So we think that you know, once you have your like ripple, it's not dairy milk or it's not whatever. And then you realize all of the ingredients in it. And there's levels to understanding of the ingredients because you might see like sunflower oil and you're like, oh, it's sunflower. It's fine. You know, whatever. And then you realize that it might not be. And it's like the levels actually seem to get more difficult to understand, but it's actually should be something that is more simple because mm-hmm. it's like, it's actually basics. Like the less amount of ingredients, the ones you can pronounce, the closer to the source, the closer to earth is actually what we're looking for. And that's sort of the same with spiritualities. You can get in the spirituality space and you're like, oh my gosh, there's this thing. There's like HQTT, there's like EFT, there's hypnotherapy, there's subconscious reprogramming, there's tarot, there's archetypes, there's like quantum reality stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, no, just remembering that it's like be in the body, you know, the body as a tool, nature, sun, water, earth, God, air. God. Yeah, exactly. It's just like God. And so it just can be very simple. I forget what I was reading, but they have this quote and it says, we overcomplicate so much of what God wants us to be simple, mm-hmm. which I think is so true in so many different ways where we just over, kind of overcomplicate um, things, especially in the health and wellness space, especially oh, yeah. in this world. I need this to be an Instagram graphic. Can you have your team work on that? Yeah. You know, who, I just good. really realized when I was talking, it's PETA. Our friend Peter Kelly said, we overcomplicate what God, so much of what God wants us to be mm. simple. But I even mean the milks and the spirituality thing. I need oh, a yeah. graphic. I Dude, it's weird. My visuals lately have been crazy. I'm like, even when we're writing our book, I'm trying to like, she's like, can you be a little? And I'm like, this is like a labyrinth. And I'm like, this is like, or like she was, there was one chapter on boundaries. And I was talking about the first boundary that I ever created, which was consciously, which was with my family. 
she's like, can you explain what a psychic boundary means? I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying. And I was like, I have, I know what it looks like in my brain, but I don't know how to write it down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people learn and think like that. The mind is visual. Yeah. Just a little special. Just a little special. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about this one. You might want to get out your notebooks. I, yeah. I was taking down so many notes when we were talking and so many things that I will never, ever forget. We talk about glyphosate and chronic disease. We talk about greenwashing. We talk about mm. how to look at labels. So a lot of times, especially big name brands, will try to greenwash the label and say that it is clean, natural. And it's like, what does that really mean and how we can decipher what is true and not. We talked about birth control and hormonal health. We talked about being on a budget and staying healthy. You know, like we talked about Air One and you are certainly not on a budget when you were on an Air One. You are truly just going for it, which is amazing and so worth it. And at the same time, it can't be an everyday thing necessarily. She gave us the tea on non-dairy milks and we talked about her current health journey which was really insightful as well. So yeah, this is a, a chat with three friends about things that you know we're all pretty passionate about and interested in. So I think you're going to like this. You can find Courtney online at Real Foodology on Instagram. She has her website, Real Foodology. She also has her podcast called Real Foodology. And she is just awesome. We love her so much. So thank you, Courtney, for coming on. If you're new and you came from Courtney's camp, welcome to the show. This is a taste of the kind of podcast that we do. And for more information about Almost 30, you can go to almost30.com to find our courses and programs and amazing membership community. Courtney actually did a workshop within our membership, which was incredible. We have our TikTok and Instagram, Almost 30 Podcast, where we share insights, learning some of the best of the best from the podcast. And then Morning Microdose, our second show that is a daily show between five and 10 minutes, just hot quotes and teachings from almost 30 that you can listen to without ads, without an intro, without anything else, but the goodness. All right, y'all enjoy this one and we will see you on the other side. I am juggling quite a bit lately. <laughs> I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, if you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. <laughs> Shervin has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, uh, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, so let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets 
it's whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, so I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L-threonate. Um, it's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time. Right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. Okay. Small daily actions. Oh, they just make a big difference. And I just cannot emphasize this enough. It creates this cascade effect and honestly a snowball effect. <laughs> so one begets the next really great positive small action, but it almost has like a bigger impact as the day, as the week goes on. Um, and I'm just someone who very much believes in this, whether you're like smiling at a stranger or maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to practice your meditation or maybe read part of the book that you're loving, uh, or maybe you integrate a healthy habit, like taking a probiotic, which is something that I've been doing for a few years now. I've been taking seeds DSO one daily symbiotic and I love it. And I've just noticed that this is the catalyst at the beginning of the day for a ton of healthy choices that I make. Um, and I've noticed a difference when I don't take it. Um, I forgot on vacation a few months ago and I noticed a difference. I was bloated. I wasn't as regular. I started to get a little breakout on my chin. Things were just going haywire. Um, so I'm just so thankful for seed. If you are someone who wants to support your gut or your skin digestion, your gut barrier integrity, oh, I recommend seed. Their DSO-1 daily symbiotic is incredible. What is different about Seed? So Seed's patented capsule and capsule design is so unique. It basically means that the fragile bacteria within the capsule can survive the journey. So from like shipping to your door to when you put it in your body all the way through your GI tract, um, all without synthetic or chemical coatings. Um, and this was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics in the microbiome. They're the best in the space. Um, so I just, I trust them and I've experienced incredible results. So trust your gut with Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash almost and use the code 25almost to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash almost. The code is 25almost. Finally, she's here. Yeah. Hi guys. My dearest, <laughs> me and Courtney hang out all the time and we literally never talk about work. 
It's true. So oh. is that a... Uh, not on purpose. Not yeah. on purpose. Not we just agreement. are like, yeah. We no, we love got that. a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. You know? We'll talk about work if like some things, but we just never really talk about work stuff. I appreciate that. And I even, we don't really talk about food stuff either. No, it's funny. So I've only seen Courtney and her genius like when I ask or if other people are asking or situations like at the comedy show where someone was asking, someone was pregnant and they were asking about folic acid. Oh, yeah. And you drop some knowledge about some specific version of folic acid that I've never even heard of and was like, oh, yeah, real foodology is here. <laughs> and she is and she's our us all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of nice to like leave the biz out of the friendship 100%. sometimes because, yeah, it's like we know about it. We respect yes. it. We'll ask. And it leaves this moment. So much better. A hundred percent. In conversation. Because if I, even this. when you were started to talk about Kraft Mac and Cheese in the kitchen, I was like, babes, don't say I want to react freshly <laughs> to the fact that Kraft Mac and Cheese is illegal in Europe. Well, a certain, the U.S. version is illegal in other countries. Yeah. And that's because they put certain ingredients in our Kraft Macaroni and Cheese here that are actually banned in other countries. So for example, food dyes are banned in the U.K. And we have them all in our foods Everything. here in the U.S. Yeah. And so Kraft actually reformulated their Kraft macaroni and cheese for the UK. And what's so frustrating about that is that we know now that they can do it. They also know that they can do it and they can make a better version. But because they can get away with it here in the US, they don't change it. And that's because it's cheaper or that's because they don't give a fuck about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm, sure like, the... I'm sure it's a multitude of reasons. But one being, yeah, that it's just literally cheaper. Okay. And yeah, like I said, they can get away with it. I'm sure too that there's other reasons such as like they've been making this formula for so long and that's just what they've done here it's like protocol but still we know now that they can make it differently in other countries and this happens a lot and food dyes are to kind of get into it so food dyes are what we see on the ingredient label and it's called like red 34 or whatever so yep. are those specific like formulas of what do we ever know what's in food dyes we don't actually know what makes up the actual formulations of them, but we do know there's a lot of studies now linking them most specifically to hyperactivity in children. And then we look at the rising numbers of ADD in this country and everyone going on Adderall at super young ages. It's all correlated. And that's why the UK banned it there in Europe. And there's also other concerns of it being carcinogenic, meaning causing cancer. We don't have definitive studies to back that one up, but there are a lot of concerns that it's leading to that as well. Diet Coke has food dyes in it? Because they say Diet Coke is carcinogenic, right. but I wonder what that part of it is. I think it's because of the aspartame. Oh. Yeah, the right. artificial sweetener. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the food and kids and like kind of the different conditions that they're diagnosing and blaming kind of more of an inherent nature of kids rather than looking to the food sources is so sad. I know. Oh, so, so sad. Because if you, I was on the plane and... No shade or judgment, but there was like a little kid who was just going crazy. He was having peanut M&Ms. I'm like, oh, he's having like- Food dyes and yeah, sugar. Sugar, fat combo with food dyes. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is like a recipe for a disaster and how much sugar we are feeding our kids from like such a young age, even in their formula. Because formula is like made with horrible ingredients. Most it's, standard formula. Yeah. 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 You have to, most of the, most of my friends now that are- buying formula they're buying from europe they're buying from other countries wow because the formula here has corn syrup it has canola oil i think now they've been switching it over to sunflower oil but it's still just yeah. equally as bad loaded with sugar and then just fortified synthetic vitamins and minerals there yeah. is a i think a u.s-based brand that kind of copied the european formula called bobby i think yeah the only thing is bobby has why i sun need you sunflower <laughs> or canola oil yeah 
Wow. You know what's the best one? And it's a US-based is Serenity Kids. And this is actually really important for people to know. So because of the the regulations, the FDA regulations on formula, they are not actually allowed to say that it's infant formula on Serenity Kids. So it's they say for toddlers and up. But if you actually compare it to all the other formulas, it meets all the, the vitamin and mineral requirements. And they write all this out on their website. It would cost them so much money to actually get that FDA regulation, which is so messed up, right? But it is the highest quality you can find. It's A2. It's organic. It has olive oil, I believe, or coconut oil. I can't remember which one, but no seed oils, no added sugars. And it's like as close to human breast milk as possible. Yeah. Let's get into the oils and seed oils. So we were at dinner last night. We were at Picnic in Austin. And the servers came and said we are no artificial sweeteners, sugars, or anything, but they really said that there are no seed oils. What is the deal with seed oils? Yeah, so this is like the biggest hot topic right now in nutrition. Everyone's talking about it. So first of all, seed oils are canola oil, safflower oil, rice bran oil. Those are the ones that you're going to see the most, cottonseed oil, but we don't see that as much now. You want to avoid them because of the, well, they're highly inflammatory. And the biggest problem is that they oxidate when they're exposed to heat. So when we eat them, they immediately oxidate in the body, which leads to inflammation. Now, inflammation is actually a healthy thing that happens in our body. But what's happening right now at such high levels is that we're being exposed to so many different toxins in our environment, foods that don't sit well with our body. So we're seeing so many people just in these chronic states of inflammation. And that's where the problem is that we're not ever getting a break from the inflammation because we're just being loaded with it from all different angles. And so these seed oils... It, I wouldn't be so concerned if every once in a while someone had like some chips that had canola oil or whatever it is, but it's like everywhere you go now, you're ordering Postmates. It's in all of your Postmates food for the most part. Anytime you eat out, you can pretty much expect it's going to be canola or whatever. We're even finding it now in oat milk. So when people are getting their lattes in the morning, you're getting a side of canola oil in there. Yeah. So we're just or being sunflower. I feel like sunflower oil is like the new yeah. name. The new oil that they're kind of branding as like, but this is from a plant. Yes. Yeah. And it's like the like, new stevia or something. Or like the new sweet. You know, they, with sweeteners, they kind of change the names. Yeah. They're like agave, all these yes. things. And it's like sunflower oil is in protein bars. Everything. Protein shakes. Yeah. There's one protein shake that I've had own. Yes. It's it is like that. there's like five oils in it. Dude. That gives it that super mouthy feel though. Yeah. Where I'm like, that was very good. <laughs> it's like it's like you turn the thing over and the oil like drips out. It's like it's literally like motor oil. It's so thick. Literally. And yeah. again, this is the choice because of cost or this is the choice. because, Like, is there like a deeper kind of, I don't know, agenda as far as like oils go? Like, I don't know why it keeps changing and also why we're not prioritizing like an avocado and an EVOO or things like that. Yeah. So I've actually talked to restaurant owners about this before. And the biggest hurdle that they have is the cost of it. It is significantly cheaper to buy canola oil or what a lot of restaurants do now, unfortunately, is they cut olive oil with canola or soybean oil. So then they can say they use olive oil, but then it's actually being cut. And it's to cut costs. I mean, restaurants notoriously have the highest costs and the lowest yield. And so they're really trying to minimize their costs, which I totally understand. And then there's also a lot of people aren't super aware how unhealthy these are for you. Because we've been told for so long, especially with canola oil, it's been marketed forever as this like heart healthy oil. Even on the bottle of canola oil, you'll see the little like heart healthy stamp. And we've just been completely misled by this oil. And so there, I think that there's yeah, a combination of cutting costs and a lot of people are just completely unaware that they're so bad for us. Yeah. With the seed oils, what are suggestions for how people can navigate 
the world knowing that they should be reducing the amount of seed oils? Yeah. So the first place of power that you always have is what you're buying and bringing into your home. So making sure that all the packaged foods that you're buying don't have sunflower, canola, et cetera, making sure that you're cooking and prioritizing good healthy fats. So just don't even buy those oils for cooking at home. I always tell people the best things to cook in are avocado oil, olive oil with lower heat, butter, grass-fed butter. Oh my God, it makes food taste so amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then if you are eating out, so there are some things you can do. There's a new app out right now, depending on where you live, you may not have as many restaurants on the app yet because he just released it a couple months ago, but it's called Seed Oil Scout. And more and more restaurants are being added on a day-to-day basis. And also as a listener, you can actually get involved with this and start emailing. It's, it has such a cool feature. If you go on the app, you can email a restaurant through the app asking what oils they use, and then it will be logged into the app. And then so people can help start like putting on the map all these different places that are using good, healthy oils, or it'll tell you like, actually, this restaurant uses seed oils dined with caution. And then the other thing, too, is like, so when you're eating out, you can tell restaurants like, hey, I can't have seed oils. Can you cook it in butter? So that's a great option. But also, I like to remind people, too, that there's so many different things that we have to worry about. And stress is a huge factor of this as well in your health. So be mindful of all this stuff. Control the things that you can, like the stuff coming into your home. But don't keep it from enjoying your life. I still go out and I, I eat with my friends. I mean, we went to dinner the other night and I was like, this for sure has seed oils in it. But like, yeah. you know, there's only yeah. so much you can do. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like the percentage, your point about what you bring into your home and then also prioritizing. I know not everyone likes to cook. But if there are ways that you can optimize preparing food and eating in your home, like I've just noticed such a difference, even though I don't always want to cook. Yeah. But rather than ordering in, I feel so much better, even if I'm ordering healthy, you know? So I just, yeah, I love that point. One of my like nitty gritty questions about it is, does it make a difference if the sunflower oil or the canola oil is organic? No, because it's still, so the main issue with these oils is the, so in the body, we need to have a ratio of omega-3 to omega-6s. And when the omega-3s are too high in the body and the ratio is off, that's what leads to the inflammation. And the problem is, is that our diets are so high in these seed oils that it's imbalancing that ratio in the body. And that's the biggest problem. So even if it's organic, it still has that, you know, the off ratio of the three to six omegas. And that's the biggest concern. Organic in general, you always want to buy organic as much as possible to avoid all of the pesticides and herbicides. And you want to be supporting a better food system. And we can go more into all of that if you want. But yeah, it doesn't really matter as far as like the actual canola, sunflower oil being organic or not. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Doesn't the government subsidize corn and soybeans? Yeah. So that's why it's cheaper? Yeah. So you can look on, all, on the back of almost every processed food and you'll see it contains corn, wheat, and soy. All of our processed foods have at least one of these ingredients. And that's why we are able to have such cheap food, like go to fast food restaurants or it's why like it's cheaper to buy a bag of chips than it is to buy an avocado or a bottled water. And I, I like to remind people of this is that we don't actually know the true cost of what food really costs because our government is subsidizing these crops. And what that means is they're paying farmers to grow corn, wheat and soy and so it's why it's in everything. It's why we're able to make things cheaper. It's what we use to feed our livestock. So that's how we make the burgers cheaper. And then the buns have like corn, wheat, and soy in it usually in some form. And so, yeah, we don't really, really actually know what the true cost of our food is because we're paying for it with the tax dollars. And they're subsidizing those specific crops because? Yeah, so it was an initiative through 
God, I should look this up. I believe it was Nixon because it was a uh, coming out of the war. Essentially, they were trying yeah. to fight famine. Okay, okay. Yeah, and it was a a way to make sure that everyone had access to food. So it started on like a really great foot, you know, like it was. We wanted to provide accessible, cheap food for everyone, which was amazing, right? But then what happened was now we see the effects of we have rising food allergies and chronic conditions and heart disease and obesity and I mean just name all the th- autoimmune disorders even arthritis like all these basically all these diseases that we're seeing that are being caused by inflammation and it's because our bodies are just being overloaded with like a couple of these different foods that we're getting in everything that mm-hmm. we eat now and our bodies are like enough we yes. can't eat this anymore and so it's, what started out with good intention has now become the detriment of our society's health yeah and the Great Depression. I was thinking yes. it was like, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it was the Great Depression. And that's that's where kind of the whole thing shifted, where it turned upside down, where we were smaller farmers working in smaller farms, supporting their smaller farms, where the animals would poop, support the soil. Then you'd have the right crops for the right area for the community. And then you have this government that is like creating this global farming system that's subsidizing to feed all of the people. And then that's sort of throwing our entire ecosystem on its head because we have the government giving the money to subsidize only specific crops. And I don't think we understood the impact of what that would do. Oh, yeah. And it's not only affecting our health, but it's also affecting the health of our planet. It's one of the driving forces of climate change right now. Because you look at, if you're to drive down somewhere and just see a traditional farmland planted now, rows and rows and rows of corn, we call that monocrop, monoculture, agriculture. And what's happening is that they have completely destroyed the biodiversity of that land. Because like you just said, normally it's, you look at the biodiversity of the land, normally it would be like wildflowers growing and all different species of plants. And And animals. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And now we kill off all the animals. It's just corn being grown. And similar to our gut microbiome, the soil microbiome needs a diversity as well. Like if we're just eating corn and kale our whole lives, like we're going to be really sick because we need diversity of all different plants in our body. And it's the same thing for the soil. And so that is one of the driving factors of climate change right now. And that's why I'm such a huge proponent for regenerative farming, which is something else we can get into, because that is the solution for everything we're dealing with right now, which is the ethical treatment of animals, the health of our population, and the health of our planet, climate change. I know you talk a lot about glyphosate as well. And so I assume that through this movement, through this change, there was eventually that introduction of chemicals in order to in order to monocrop, in order to plant on such a mass level and not have the crops destroyed by whether it's bugs or whatever. So I guess when was that introduced and what are we seeing as an effect of that? Yeah, so this is actually a really dark fact, and they but they talked about this in that movie Kiss the Ground, which I highly recommend people watching. So after the war, they brought back all these chemicals that they were using in the gas chambers from the Holocaust, and these are the chemicals that they use as pesticides and herbicides on our land now. The way that they put it was they went from fighting the enemies on land to now fighting the bugs on the land in our country. It's absolutely crazy. But what I don't understand is that they didn't, why didn't they think about like we knew the effect of this on the human body, but then we went ahead and just started spraying it on our plants. Yeah. And we even know that there's certain, so there's something called Roundup Ready corn, which they put, so Roundup is also known as glyphosate, and they put it in the actual corn. And one of the reason, one of the things that they boasted about the product is that it causes the insects' stomachs to explode. 
why did we never think about like how that would affect our bodies? Yeah, wow. we may not see the effects of it right now, but we're eating it on a day-to-day basis every day. There's like, like a disconnect we have from nature and there's a superiority mm-hmm. that we have as humans where we really truly have this idea that we're superior to, yes. to yeah. animals, to plants, to trees, to all of these things. And it's so incredibly wild. Yeah. It's like, okay, so these are, so glyphosate is Roundup. Mm-hmm. And then there's other herbicides and pesticides that were taken from the war to be used. So are these still legal? Yeah. So I know that there was, so Agent Orange is a a really popular one that we now know is illegal because they saw all the detrimental effects on the human body. But I mean, we're going to look back on glyphosate one day as being similar to Agent Orange. It's already happening right now, but it's wild how long it's taking for this, for the general population to catch up on this. And it's because there's so much funding. These companies have massive amounts of money. I mean, Monsanto was bought out by Bayer in, I don't remember the exact year. It was like 2017, probably something like that. But Bayer is just getting annihilated in the courts right now. They're paying out billions of dollars to all these farmers because all these farmers are getting lymphoma, crazy forms of cancer from using glyphosate. So there are ones that are starting to be banned. There's another one that I know they've been talking about banning because it's directly linked to killing off the bees. The Mm. Nico, I always forget how to pronounce it. Neonicotinoids are a group of insecticides that are widely used on farms and in urban landscapes. They're absorbed by plants and are present in bee pollen and nectar, making them toxic to bees. Yeah. This stuff makes me want to... Oh, it's horrible. Also, people don't know that without the bees, we don't have like 80% of our produce section at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what you were saying. We're so disconnected from nature. We just take advantage of the fact that we can just go to the grocery store, get everything we need. But if we're killing off the bees, I mean, we won't have much produce left because they pollinate all those plants. Yeah. For people that can't necessarily get organic or buy organic consistently, I guess, what is the best thing for them to do? Yeah. So there's a lot of different options. The EWG, the Environmental Working Group, has something called the Dirty Dozen, and they release a new list every year. They just released one, I think, maybe a month ago. And they release the top 12 most sprayed crops. Well, it's a combination. It's the most sprayed, but also the most, what's the word? If they're sprayed with pesticides, you're going to get the most amount of pesticides like from vulnerable it. vulnerable almost. Yes, vulnerable. That's the word I was looking for. And then there's also a list of 12 that are like, you know what? It's totally fine. If you can't yeah. afford it, like you can buy this non-organic. And usually it's pretty consistent. It's usually like bananas, avocados that have that like hot, like harder peel yeah. on them. I will say the only thing is if you can buy organic, do it as much as possible because even in situations like that, we forget that it's being sprayed all over the land. So it's going into the water and the water that's being absorbed through the actual plants. But I don't want to discourage people. Obviously, do the best you can with your budget. Another great thing to do if you have one near you, go to a farmer's market. Get to know your farmers, get to know the people growing your food. There's a lot of amazing farmers that are doing right by the public and not necessarily certified as organic, but doing these practices as if they were organic. Because a lot of them, if they're really small, it's pretty expensive to get certified. But you can go and talk to them and find out what they use and what practices they use. So there's definitely other ways around. And also, thank God, organic is starting to become more accessible. It's, it is expensive, and I want to be sensitive to everyone's different budgets, but my producer and I recently did a series on my podcast. It was called Organic for Everyone. And what we set out to do was make really popular fast food items, but buy all the ingredients organic. Mm. And we went to really accessible grocery stores like Walmart, Target, Vons, Ralph's, like we were going to Air One and Whole Foods. Like we wanted to specifically go to places that we knew 
everyone would could get the same food. And we would price out. So we'd buy like we did like a cheesy gordita crunch and we bought like a, a four person meal cheesy gordita crunch. And then we bought all the ingredients to make cheesy gordita crunch. Everything was organic. You guys, every single one of these we did. I, I have to be honest. I was a little bit shocked because there were a couple of them where I was like, this is for sure going to be more expensive. Every single time it was cheaper. Every single time it was cheaper. Wow. And then we had extra ingredients left over. And then I would provide recipes to be like, hey, you still have X, Y, and Z. You could make this the next morning for breakfast or like make this the next morning for lunch. So we forget that even fast food is still pretty expensive. So if you're really, really on a budget, ways that you can cut back are stop postmating so much. Postmates is so expensive. It is so expensive. Eating out is really expensive. If you're really on a budget and you're really concerned about your health, you could have your dollar will last so much more if you're going to the grocery store and buying organic versus like, you know, one or two meals out or postmating. And there's a lot of companies now like Ralph's and Vaughn's where they have their in-house organic, even Whole Foods 365. I mean, you have to be careful because a lot of their stuff is being sourced from China. But their organic white label is significantly cheaper than these like more known brands. Or Trader Joe's is another great place. I've seen a lot of organic at Target, at Walmart. So it's definitely becoming more accessible. So thankfully, more people can find it. But yeah, it's... With Postmates too, I think I was talking... Shervin was on the podcast, Shervin from Symbiotica. And we were talking about all the plastics that cover the Postmates. So when you're getting Postmates, yeah. oftentimes it's coming in a styrofoam container. It's coming with like plastic, like all over in a plastic bag. There might be plastic sprayed on like what you're using, the plastic ingredients. It's like all of the plastic single use stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you are consuming stuff that is being basically held, probably steamed because yes. it's hot in like a plastic yeah. container or styrofoam or styrofoam, which can leak into your, what your food. So when we talk about microplastics, a lot of times when you're doing Postmates or Uber Eats or DoorDash or all of these things, a lot of the microplastics come from doing that all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, plastic notoriously leaches out chemicals like BPA, which everyone knows, BPS. There's so many other chemicals that are not even being named right now that when the when plastic heats up, those chemicals break down and they leach into food. I think about that every time I order like Chinese food or like get soup and it just comes in this big plastic container and it's boiling hot. Yeah. Ooh, or we I don't have really like our anymore. Gladware at home or whatever, making sure if you can to get glass. Yes. Even silicone. Sometimes silicone is iffy, but yeah, I think about that a lot. I want you to say more about Whole Foods sourcing their 365 from China. Oh, yeah. So this is a trend recently going around on TikTok and Instagram. But so Whole Foods has their own brand 365 and they do a lot of organic stuff. And a lot of their stuff now, if you look on the back, it'll say product of China. So they're importing a lot of their stuff from China, which is a huge concern because just from what we know about China's practices, I mean, they don't have any regulations on that. So I'm like, organic from China? There's no way that yeah, they're regulating they're lying wow. about that. They're lying about that. So that is a big concern. And I'm, I'm hesitant to talk so much about it just because I don't want people listening going, oh, my God, we can't win. But there's a lot of there's a lot of other ways we can find organic and have it be accessible and cheap. But yeah, the Whole Foods one is concerning. You know, an example when we just talked about is Whole Foods sourcing from China. They say that they're organic there. They might not be. I think for me, I always question if the bigger grocery stores are actually being honest about how organic they so, are. So yeah. I actually don't trust that they are being organic. So has there been, have you found anything, have you found that to be true? Yeah. I mean, I can't think of any definitive examples of it, but yeah, I mean, it's unfortunately it's for sure happening in the very first podcast episode I ever did. I had a guy on who's, 
he's an expert just in all things USDA organic. He stays very much on the regulations and he came on the podcast and he was like, look, like even the USDA organic stamp is corrupt. There's a lot of companies paying off. They're looking, they're turning a blind eye on certain things. But the way he described it, he was like, unfortunately, right now, this is the only thing that we have to rely on as far as like regulating goes. But, you know, I mean, this is the bigger standing issue that I talk about all the time on my Instagram is that we think that just because it's on the shelf that it's healthy and being regulated. And there is so much corruption happening right now in our food industry. And there's just this revol- I mean, there's this revolving door between the FDA and the USDA, like someone will be a um, you know, high level executive at the USDA, and then they'll go, they'll move over to being a high level executive at like one of these, like General Mills or something, you know, and it's just everyone's scratching each other's backs. There's a lot of lobbying. industry too. Exactly. In between the pharmaceutical industry and the big agriculture and big food, it's this like, tr- you know, it's this corrupt triangle of governmental agencies that all know each other and they're all paying each other off. And then you think about too, so we have these senators and these politicians that are creating all these policies for us not really knowing the ins and outs of nutrition. So they don't, there's a combination of like ignorance there where they don't actually fully understand the ins and outs of nutrition and the gravity of maybe some of these policies that they're allowing through. And then there's also the corrupt side of it where they're like scratching each other's backs. Like, hey, if you pass this policy for me, like I'll pass this for you. There's a lot of lobbying happening with these big food corporations. I mean, there's 11 food corporations that own the entirety of our food system, 11. You know how much money that is? Wow. Who, wow. Which ones? I mean, I could name them off. So you can actually Google this and you can see like a map of just all of them. Okay, so it's oh, Coca-Cola, duh. Unilever, PepsiCo, Kellogg's, Mars, General Mills, Mondelez, Johnson & Johnson, Kraft Heinz, Nestle, and then P&G, which is Procter & Gamble. And all of those companies, it's funny because some of them do other things like make chemicals. Yeah, yeah. And or like body care. Yeah, and, and like body weird. care and like weird things. Like not, they're not just like a group of farmers that are. They're like, hey, Len, put some of that chemical in the bread. Yeah. And they're like. Literally. Yeah. Niacin. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. I and mean, it, that's that's a staggering stat and, and yeah. just worrisome. And I, I think about this a lot with just kind of like following the money. And right now, this is a very unpopular opinion, but. Trader Joe's sometimes freaks me out with that stuff. I know. So I'm like, wow, everyone's obsessed with Trader Joe's. And listen, I've had family members work at Trader Joe's, love it. And like I have shopped at Trader Joe's, no no hate. It's more so there is a type of marketing that happens with certain stores like this to say, this is super affordable. We have amazing products. We're always innovating. They always have the thing that you'll want. You're like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. I dreamed this, I dreamed about this, and now you have it on the shelf. And I just worry about the quality of the products and the ingredients. And then also to Chris's point of like the organic quality. So when things say organic and things have this like kind of I don't know if that's considered greenwashing, but like have these labels that are like all natural or whatever. I just, I get pissed. I'm like, you are totally manipulating the customer. And I feel bad because it is, you know, it is so convenient. It is so affordable. And I think some of it is great, but I guess what's your opinion on that? Oh, I mean, it pisses me off because they are knowingly creating confusion for customers just to sell. You know, I tell people all the time, don't ever use the front of the package as a reason to buy the product because it's, you have to think about the front of the package as like a billboard. It's fully their advertisement. 
and greenwashing. So let's talk about that. So that's when a company will act as though they are a healthy product and they use that obviously to sell it and to deceive the customer to think that it's actually healthy for you. I mean, a great example would be like these fake meat burgers where, you know, the front of the package, it's like these, they create these visions of like rolling green pastures and like, you know, chickens on the land and whatever. And then you look at the back and it's like canola oil, soybean, you know, like soy isolate, all these processed ingredients. And you're like, this is not real. On the front, it'll say all natural or this is clean or this is healthy for you or... Yeah, keto is a really big (laughs) one too. And this is why you always, always, always have to read the ingredient label because that's really where it tells you the truth. And what are we like looking out for in particular? Maybe we can kind of highlight a few of these trends. So when it comes to plant-based meats or things like that, like are there ingredients that are being used right now that are just kind of horrifying and we should stay away from? Yeah. I mean, the number one, like we said earlier, is the the seed oils. So you want to really look out for the canola oil, safflower, sunflower oil, all those kind of oils. And you want to look for something that has avocado oil or olive oil. Coconut oil is good too. There's a new trend now of a lot of companies using beef tallow. So if you eat animals, beef tallow is a great one actually, or butter. Another one is sugar, just sugar in general. We created this fear around fat which actually I wanted to go into this. So there was a study done in the 1970s. Harvard scientists discovered that it was sugar that actually leads to cardiovascular disease and inflammation. The sugar industry got wind of this and they paid off these scientists to say that it was fat. And ever since then, I mean, that just sparked the whole like low fat movement, spandex and the, the snack wells, cookies and all of I that. I was starving during that whole period <laughs> of my life. Can you imagine not eating? Because fa- now I'm like, where are my fats? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, give me more fats. I was starving <laughs> that whole time when it was carbs and low fat. I Same. just had a hunger that could never satiate. Well, and you know why that is, is because when we eat fats, they keep us satisfied and full. Yeah. And also when we're, I mean, because essentially what was happening is we were just carb loading and sugar loading because when you take fat out of food, fat is what creates the not only the satiety, but the mouthfeel and the taste of the food. When you take the fat out, it's like cardboard. So then they replaced everything with sugar. And so we had all these low fat cookies that were like loaded with sugar. Crackers, chips, cereals, <laughs> like the cereals. Dude, the cereals, the Dude. grains. Because <laughs> I was trying to get 12 servings a day. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's From the, the food pyramid. <laughs> I cannot. You need to just flip the food pyramid upside down. And then that's like really. Uh, I mean, honestly, too, like how much if you ate everything in the food pyramid every day, oh. how could you imagine 12 <laughs> servings of pasta, five of dairy? Like it was like six of meat. You're like, whoa. Yeah, Are you, you're like a King Arthur <laughs> living in the mid-century. Just living in gluttony. Yeah. Like, yeah, just like with your like whole like. Table loaves of, of bread. Food. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, so there's so seed crazy. oils, there's sugar. Yeah. Other what things else? to look out for. Well, I would just say in general. Okay, so this is my general rule red of thumb. Dyes. So dyes. Oh yeah, you want to look for dyes. You really want to look for anything artificial. You know, that's not natural. So my whole brand was built on the fact that we need to be getting back to eating real food. Now, I, like I said, I, I like to be balanced. I mean, we all live in the real world. It's not normal for, to expect You're everyone great to about just balance. be. Thank you. I appreciate that. You are. Well, because I, I know that it's not feasible for all of us to just be like living off the land and like having gardens and just eating meat and vegetables. You know, it's just not, unfortunately, it's just not the reality of the situation of our current lifestyle. So where do we meet in the middle? 
And that's where I really, I'm very passionate about trying to make this as easy as possible for people because we've made it so confusing. And my whole thing is like, let's take a step back. Let's just bring it back to real food. And if you're buying packages, look at the ingredient label. And this is my number one rule. If you're reading those ingredients and you're like, okay, I could technically buy all these ingredients in the store and make it at home, then it's fair game to buy. So like a perfect example would be like the Siete chips. Like you look at the ingredients and it's like five ingredients. You're like, okay, or maybe it will Siete, I guess maybe because they use cassava flour. Some people will be like, what is that? So maybe like simple mill stuff. So you'll look at it and it's like almonds, sea salt. They use rosemary, just really yep. simple, clean ingredients. So if you can make that at home, then that packaged food is fair game. It's when where we start getting into problems is you're like, literally, where would someone source red dye 40? Or like, where would I source BHT? Mm-hmm. You know, this stuff where you're looking at it and you're like, I have to Google that. I don't even know what that is. Put that back on the shelf. So that would be my number one. Also, try, just trying to get back to eating less foods and packages if possible. Trying to eat more whole real foods. I love to encourage people to get back in the kitchen. I think people are so scared of cooking because they think they're going to fail at it. One, I mean, it's just built into us innately and it doesn't have to be this whole complicated like Martha Stewart, like 18 step thing. Mm -hmm, It's like just buy foods that you like and cook them and and look up recipes. And I think part just on that point, like there's, you know, it speaks to that immediacy that we all like really value, I think, in our fast paced and busy lives where we're like, let's just have the meal ready or have it delivered or whatever. And it's great if you can do like a, home meal delivery service that's healthy and you know that they're using really great ingredients etc but I've just noticed committing to cooking just a little bit more at home it is the time that I really and I'm not good yet right like I've I always say I'm like oh this is gonna be a lifelong thing where Mm -hmm. it's like it is it's it's hard at times but I look forward to that point in my day where I get to do a little preparation of the vegetables And then I'm cooking and I'm allowing it to cook and maybe I'm like sitting down and relaxing. There's just like a ritual around food that I also think we're missing Mm -hmm. and an honoring of kind of like preparing our food and pouring love into our food that I think we're really missing. And I think it will also affect how we metabolize the food. Because think about it. You get Postmates, you put it on the table and you're like, I know, dude, honestly. Like you're unconscious. But when you have like the food you prepared and like platters on the table and you're like, I don't know, it's just a different experience. And I think that's a piece that we're definitely missing. I totally agree. And Kelly Levesque talks about this all the time. It's so important too when you have small children to involve them in the cooking. Yes, yes, yes. Because it gives them that sense of like that they can accomplish things. It gets them connected to their food. They get excited about it. It's also a great way to get your kids to eat more vegetables because What she talks about all the time is she's like, I've found that if my kids are in there like helping me wash and chop the broccoli and like they see the whole process, they're way more excited to eat something that they made versus if you just put broccoli in front of them and they're like, ew, I don't want to eat this. Wow. It's so true. It's so sweet to see her kids do that. I know. It's so cute. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're just as a culture, we, people don't feel like they deserve a break Yeah. or they deserve nourishment or they deserve a moment to themselves. People feel have such a hard relationship with food. So it's almost like they're scared to allow themselves to eat and enjoy it because then they're actually knowing that they're eating it. So many women and people are like, I shouldn't be eating. I shouldn't be eating. So that when they do, they're like, oh my God, I need to hurry. But before I have an issue with this, but I think we're just Mm. too busy and we don't slow down to like give ourselves the time and space to think that nourishing ourselves is worth it. 
Okay, I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. Oh, y'all, I am wearing my shorts and my skirts and my dresses and my legs are out and I'm just so excited about it because I have my Osea Andaria Algae Body Oil and it is keeping me glowing. <laughs> it's making my legs and my arms look just so fresh, so alive, to be honest, and so young. Um, I love this product. It is from Osea Malibu. They just know what they're doing over there. They've been doing it for over 28 years. Skincare is their jam. It's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and is clinically proven, okay? It's infused with seaweed, which is the star of the show here, and I just love the products. They really work. So the body oil is so rich, but it's never greasy, Okay, and it's clinically proven to improve skin elasticity immediately. It's visibly firming your skin and makes the skin feel more sculpted and toned, which we love. It's so amazing. Overnight, you can do this during the day or overnight. I do it overnight, but I love the Andaria Algae Body Butter because I would just wake up so insanely moisturized. It's indulgent and it's really great for crepey skin. I'll put it on my knees and my elbows and anywhere that's like kind of dry. It's clinically proven to hydrate for 72 hours. It just transforms the skin. You're going to be obsessed. And then finally, the anti aging body balm. Yo, I mean, hello. 
silky lotion serum. It just melts into my skin. I feel like it lifts and tightens and tones all over. I'm obsessed. Perfect for summer, baby. So glow from the inside out with clean vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code A30POD at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order. They're so good about that. And free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code A30 A30POD, A30POD for 10% off. What else do you see as like things that are happening in our current society that are really preventing us from living our happiest, healthiest life? Oh, wow. That's such a good question. A little bit to your point that you were just saying, I say this all the time, overall taking care of your health and one of those pieces looks like feeding yourself nourishing foods is the biggest form of self-love that you could possibly do for yourself. Because by taking care of yourself, eating nourishing foods, maximizing your sleep, doing all these things, exercising, it's so much more than just the physicalities of it. It's literally you are showing respect to your body and you're saying like, I love myself enough to do the things that are maybe a little bit harder in the moment, but in the long run are so much better for me. And it's showing yourself that you love yourself. That's the biggest form of self-love that you could do for you. I mean, I would say the biggest issue right now is the not cooking, eating yeah. out a lot. I see so many people order Postmates and stuff now, like kind of a lot of what we've been talking about yeah. already. And I think too, it's for some reason, we don't teach young children the importance of the foods that we're putting in our body. And so for the longest time, I think until we get to a certain age, we don't even make the connection of the foods that we're putting in our body and our overall health because it really, I mean, are the food that we eat runs everything in our body. Yeah. You know, it, it's our energy. It helps with our sleep. Also, our there mood. is a huge connection exactly mental with our health. mental health. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh I think God. we don't. Yeah, we don't say anything to kids really. It's like, why do we eat broccoli? Like, so we feel good. Why yes. do we eat this? Like, yeah, you know it's what I mean. It's good for your brain, and yeah. this is great for your heart, a healthy belly, or yeah. like whatever digestion. Yes. Or, yeah. Lindsay's practicing. Lol. You were just <laughs> in it. You were literally practicing. I'm like. Bra- yeah, you're like, this is healthy <laughs> for your theory. <laughs> you like got into the voice. I want to talk about just some of your like most viral stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Um, do it. Nonstick cookware. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So nonstick. This is this one's a funny one to me just because I've known this since college. I remember my mom came out to visit me one time when I was just I was living with some girlfriends and she was like, oh my God, we have to get rid of all your nonstick pants. Like my mom was on this in like 2003, which is so crazy. She was like, we got to dump out the Teflon. Anything with nonstick coating has a multitude of different toxins in there under a classification called PFAS. And these are also known as forever chemicals. And what's happening is they're leaching into our food because we're cooking in the nonstick pans. And then on top of that too, the fumes are going into our lungs. I think a lot of people don't think about that as well. And so this is why we want to make sure that we're always cooking with either stainless steel or ceramic, any of these pans. Like there's newer companies that are coming out with pans saying that they're claiming they're non-toxic. I'm a little bit like concerned about some of them. Mm -hmm. So I always like to stick to stainless steel. There is a company called 360 Cookware. Oh, and this is another really big one too. They're made in the US because another huge concern is getting them out from like China and it's they're loaded with lead and all these other heavy metals that are, again, getting into our food when we're cooking them. I was using an air fryer that I bought 
and a, a long I feel like it was probably six months ago and I was so excited I'm like air fryer. everyone's got an air fryer everyone's making these cool recipes and I was using it and I don't know if I DM'd you about this because I don't know if you had the same experience maybe not I think you did and yeah. my food started to taste like the smell when I would smell the in, inner whatever of the air fryer and I was like and it took me a little bit to make the connection. I was like having a moment maybe to attach my air fryer. And I was like, oh, this is nonstick coating. Yeah. And it literally made my food taste like the chemical. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a thing. And to think about how many people are horny about air fryers right yeah. now. So they they do have stainless steel air fryers. They do have ones that are non-toxic. But that was one that I was thinking about. Of An interesting thing I heard the other day regarding lead there are certain ceramic like mugs or bowls yeah. that actually have lead and they could be like handmade from wherever and they have lead underneath the ceramic. So if it chips, you're leaching lead. So if, you know, heating your beverages in it, mm. doctors have found like on blood tests, like higher levels of lead. And oftentimes they'll ask about like, are you using like a ceramic mug every morning? So it could be leaching too. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. Also in the air fryers, because people love their air fryers. There's a glass one that you can find on Amazon. Just type in glass air fryer and it's like the first one that comes up and it's like 70 bucks. So it's wow. like decently priced. What about coffee makers? So this is a big one too. I have yet to find a coffee maker that doesn't run the hot water through plastic. This is why the Keurigs drive me insane. And the Nespresso's, like everyone doing those pods every morning, you guys, actually really freaks me out. It's also very out. wasteful. It's so wasteful. To do pods. It's so wasteful. And then you think about it, it's Don't burning. Don't get mad at me. Everyone gets pissed about coffee. I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Your addiction, not mine. <laughs> exactly. You know, you don't even like, drink not coffee. my coffee. <laughs> like, don't take my coffee from me. Oh my god, I get that all over my account about it's the only thing I have. everything. <laughs> like, if the only thing you have is your morning coffee, dude. That's America for you, hundred percent. Literally, <laughs> hey, I feel you. The only thing I have is my treats. <laughs> Anyways, coffee makers. So, pla it's, whoa, hot water's going through plastic. Whoa, yeah. And you think about that's a habit that everyone does every single morning. And this is where the concern is, right? Again, like as similar to what I said earlier about the seed oils, if you're having it like once a month, okay, you're doing that every single morning. That's a concern. Yes. And even if you're getting coffee out, I think about this all the time. I'm like, that coffee filter, are they cleaning it? What is it plastic? All those things. I'm yeah. like, the things we can't control or see yeah. can be kind of funky. What about, this is my thing, and I've shut my mouth around people that I know love certain ones of these, but the non-dairy milk alternatives. Mm -hmm. I love talking about this because everyone's on this oat milk craze right now. Yeah, it's dude. gross. It's so nasty. It is so nasty. And we have once again been lied and duped into thinking that it's better for the environment and it's healthier for us. So oat milk is starch juice. Like we need to just be calling it what it is. It is loaded with starches, carbohydrates. So once it hits your bloodstream, it's going to immediately cause your insulin levels to spike. And then you're going to crash and then you're going to crave more sugar. And people are having this first thing in the morning. And then on top of that, you think about most people are putting this in their coffee and they're heating it up. Well, it has canola oil in it or usually rapeseed oil, but that's also canola oil. It's the same thing. Or I've been seeing a lot of them have sunflower oil. So we're back to the seed oils again. Well, then when you heat it up, when you're frothing it, it's oxidating that fat, and then you're consuming that, leading to inflammation. And then on top of that, oats are one of the most widely sprayed crops with glyphosate in this country. So if they're not using organic oats, you're also getting glyphosate. So it's 
glyphosate starch juice that's going to cause your insulin levels to spike and you're getting exposed to carcinogen glyphosate. So it's just all around not great. And then I get questions a lot. People say, well, what if I make my own oat milk? It's still starch juice. It's still going to raise your blood sugar levels. So my favorite non-dairy alternative is coconut milk. Love coconut milk. So bomb. Mm -hmm. It is so good. Or making homemade cashew milk. A lot of people ask me, what if you have a nut allergy? You can do hemp milk, which is another great one. Organic almond milk is another great one. Oh, and the oat milk. This is actually another really important fact about this because people say that it's better for the environment. Oats are grown in a monoculture agriculture system. It's They're being sprayed with glyphosate, which is killing off the topsoil. It's killing off the microbiome in the soil. So it's only contributing to this climate change issue that we have even further. So we're it's not better for the environment. Yeah. I like Malibu milk. Oh, yeah. Malibu milk is great. Malibu milk? I just don't like the taste of it. But yeah. It, it's really like, a little like, gritty. Yeah, it's gritty. Yeah, like it tastes off to me. But as far as like health goes, yeah, it's three treat Three wishes? Three trees is my favorite. Three yeah, trees is three amazing. Organic so almond good. milk. Oh my God. Their pistachio three, milk three is bomb too. Three ingredients yeah. or something? Yeah, it's yeah, super clean. Milk is another really good one. They have just a couple ingredients. I mean, you can make it at home too. Yeah. yeah. Super simple and easy. Well, and here's another one too. Raw milk is finally making a resurgent back. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Hold on. Do, do, the, do the sound effect. <laughs> do the sound effect. <laughs> I like everyone Dude, to I get know it. how I feel about stuff. I have a guy I and we it. text and he just delivers. That's how you got to get it. That's legit. But actually a Whole Foods has like a, they have it's one an brand. A2, like light, super lightly pasteurized or something. I don't even know, but something's happening with that movement a little bit to make it yeah. a bit more accessible. Yeah, well, because the problem with pasteurizing it is that what you're doing is you're killing off all of the enzymes in the milk oh, that are actually in the milk see. to help us digest it. Yeah. That's why so many people have issues with dairy. It's because we... It's ultra-pasteurized. Exactly. Wow. Oh, it's ultra-pasteurized. We killed off all the good microbes that actually help us assimilate it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I know. Because I was off the dairy train for a long time because of skin stuff. You never know what like the root cause of it. it's like such totally. so many factors when it comes to skin. And then when I started eating raw and drinking raw dairy, and this is something like it's not like I'm drinking it all day. I'll have a glass. I'll have like a little bit of raw cheese. You don't mm -hmm. gotta tell me, dude. No effect. But no effects. Like yeah. I, I thought that I was gonna like blow up, my skin was gonna freak out, yada yada yada. <laughs> Okay, this app has been with me through seasons of wanting to prevent pregnancy and also get pregnant. The app is Natural Cycles. It is a leading women's health company that they created the world's first FDA-cleared birth control app. So the app's algorithm uses hormone-driven changes in body temperature to let users know when they're fertile and not fertile. It is so easy, y'all. Every single morning I wake up, I have the uh, thermometer on my bedside table, and then I take my temperature, I input the temperature into the app, and boom, there you go. Um, it is 93% effective with typical use and 98% effective with perfect use. It's pretty incredible. Um, I know a lot of people are just thinking about their birth control. Uh, a lot of people are going off hormonal birth control. This is an incredible incredible, incredible option for you. I've been using it for a couple years now. Um, and again, it is so easy. So the algorithm uses the body temperature to determine where a user is at in their cycle. The more they measure, the more data it will have. Um, and if you have an aura ring, by the way, it syncs with your aura ring and it'll take your temperature automatically. Pretty cool. 
You can trust Natural Cycles for the past 10 years. They have been setting the precedent for non-hormonal and non-invasive birth control without sacrificing effectiveness. They were the first to introduce a birth control app, the first to receive FDA clearance as a birth control app, and the first birth control app to integrate with that wearable device, the Aura Ring. They're the best. I'm excited for you all. Listen, as our listener, you are going to get a discount plus a free thermometer, baby. Use code almost30 at naturalcycles.com to get 15% off an annual subscription plus a free thermometer. That's naturalcycles.com. You're going to use the code almost30 to get 15% off an annual membership and a free thermometer. Okay, so fragrances. Yeah. Okay, so fragrances is a big one because what are fragrances? So it's basically just an umbrella term for a chemical concoction of we don't even know. Unless, unless I do want to specify, unless if the company is transparent about what the ingredients are, fragrances are similar to natural flavors. And if anyone's aware of that term, it's the same thing where a company can just write fragrance and then it's just their proprietary chemical blend, essentially, of different chemicals that make up that smell. And it can be any number of ingredients. And that's the problem with fragrances. It's not necessarily the fragrance itself. So if you have a company that's super transparent about the ingredients that they're using and they're using essential oils and chemicals or not, or they're using ingredients that we know are not toxic to the body, that's fine. But the problem is, is a lot of these fragrances that we see, I mean, across the board, you know, outside of perfume, we're seeing it in everything. I mean, I find fragrance sometimes in face wash. Oh yeah. You know, body wash, Uh laundry detergent. I mean, Yes, candles. A lot of these chemical compounds we're now starting to realize are what are called endocrine disruptors. And then you look at the rising cases of infertility and just hormonal imbalances in general in this country, cancers, autoimmune, like thyroid conditions, all of these come back down to our hormone health. And we're being exposed to all these fragrances that are damaging our endocrine systems. So that's the big problem with fragrance. So unless if you know where it's coming from, you want to avoid it at all costs. So they're saying now fragrance is the new secondhand smoke. When we were kids, everyone was so worried about secondhand smoke. Well, now everyone's really worried about fragrance. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I'm so, I think we're all really, really sensitive to now. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's like someone's perfume or Axe deodorant or going into a store and there's, you can tell that there's some sort of, yeah. Remember Abercrombie would suffocate everyone? Or even, it was like tear gas. Oh, yeah. Abercrombie Woods. You'd be like. And it was always like a hot, like 14-year-old, like spraying in the oh. front. Oh. And us with like Bath and Body Works. Oh, country yeah. Apple, oh, my gosh. Like country Apple. Sparkly Sparkling sprays. Pear. I don't even know. But. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dude, we all, we all walked around smelling like country apples. Country <laughs> apple. That's so wild. Isn't that crazy? So crazy. I remember the perfume I used to wear was Escada. And it was like tropical like so it's like su- pineapple it and- was so sweet and tropical <laughs> i was in the middle of ohio in the winter <laughs> and then i w- used to wear this perfume too that smelled like cotton candy oh my the boys love that shit yeah. i just remember we were children and they oh, loved yeah. it <laughs> there was this scent that i was obsessed with when i was younger that was literally grass scent and looking back i'm like all earth in my chart it makes so much <laughs> sense for me yeah dude little like earth mom over here spraying yourself yes. grass oh my god that's I hilarious guess, have you found alternatives like with perfume yeah that you can actually use and feel good about it and it's safe. yeah and i'm blanking on the names right now I so like i'll dime. go to them yeah so dime is good there's also another one i think it's called abbott 
But if you go on, so there's a couple different companies now, like Detox Market or Credo Beauty, yeah. which they're essentially like Sephora, but for all vetted, like clean, non-toxic products. And they have a bunch of fragrances on there that are vetted for that are actually clean and not harmful. I'm so thankful for those companies. Oh, yeah, me, me too. too. You know, because yeah. it can be hard out here. Yeah. To it's find hard out here. <laughs> I think even wearing essential oils too. Like yes. I have a friend that always wears rose oil and it's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, you can just smell really, really nice when you have a nice essential oil. Yeah, I completely mm -hmm. agree. What about like home products? Yeah. So just thinking about what we're using, laundry detergent or washing dishes or cleaning our homes, what do we have to be aware of? Yeah, so this is another really big concern on a bunch of different levels. So first of all, just polluting the actual air of your home because you spend so much time in your home. And then you think about if you're spraying all these cleaning products and they have fragrances and all these harmful ingredients, you're breathing them then in. And then if you think about if you have pets crawling around. Oh, my baby. I know. Like the kitties or the, you know, Pop dogs. Work. Yeah. So, or think about two babies, you know, when they're crawling oh, yeah. around and they're being exposed to stuff that we're cleaning our floors with. So that's a huge concern. So you want to look for non-toxic cleaning products. Also, the laundry is a really big one too, because you go from wearing your clothes all day that are rubbing on your skin, and then there's an added effect of when you're, if you're working out, so your workout clothes, you're sweating, your pores are open, whatever your clothes have on them, the fragrance, whatever it is, is going to be absorbed through the bloodstream. And then you think about you go from that immediately to bed and in your bed for eight hours, and you wash those sheets and the fragranced laundry and all that. So this is definitely something that you want to be on top of as well. And thankfully, we live in a time where there are companies that are doing better. So I don't want to, I don't want people leaving this episode feeling just like doom and gloom and discouraged. There's a lot of amazing companies out that are doing great things. There's this brand called Levant that I'm amazing. obsessed, obsessed. With Because they're not only very elegant, beautiful looking like hand soaps and dish soaps and they have laundry detergent. So you actually want to put them on your counter. But they also use clean fragrances, and they just came out with this laundry detergent that I'm obsessed with. They have hand soap. They have dish soap. And then for cleaning products, I really like Branch Basics. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I love them. They're yeah, great. They actually really work. Yeah. They're really great. Because there's this misconception that if you get the non-toxic stuff that it doesn't work, it actually it works. Yeah, it really totally does. Works. Also, what are you trying to do? Like blast off your whole counter? I know. <laughs> like, dude, trying to strip everything off of everything? Some of my favorites are Supernatural. I love Supernatural. Supernatural. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Where we're not trying to like make our showers like this bleach Insane. gas chamber of like, you know what <laughs> I mean? So true. That's how you could like tell it was, remember you guys, it never ended up happening. Do you remember when Kris Kardashian announced she was going to do a cleaning line? No, she did end up doing it. Well, I it she it exists? It. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's called. Oh, I it, yeah. I thought it failed. Well, it existed. I don't know if it's still kicking. Um, Ugh, it is. It's called Safely. Brand safely. Oh, safely. Get Safely by Kris Jenner. Brand new scents have arrived. Great. Dude. Peach Mango. This is so annoying to me. Yeah, what, that she released that? Yeah. yeah. They're going to cover every industry. Yeah. So, yeah, with home cleaning, we can also talk about, like, water and water filtration in our homes in particular, too. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's something, especially with like showers and things yeah. like that, we're not yeah. thinking about our skin, our pores are open, like you mentioned, in like a hot shower and just how that water is getting in. With showers in particular, so water, if you're not filtering, it is pretty heavy in chlorine. And chlorine becomes pretty toxic for the lungs when it's heated because then it goes into the condensation of the water, especially when it's hot. And then you're breathing that in for your lungs. 
So shower filter is absolutely imperative. And fortunately, we live in a time where tap water is just not safe anymore. It's loaded with heavy metals. There's also pharmaceutical drugs like birth control just because of, you know, everyone peeing it out and it's getting back into the water system. There's fluoride, there's chlorine, there's so many different things, pesticides being run off. So it's really important that we're filtering not only our drinking water, but our shower water. And if you're taking a bath, there's also a bath filter that you can buy. There's one that I love by Crystal Quest. Yeah. And it's just this little ball that sits under your faucet. It's super simple. I have one in my bathtub and it's not very expensive either. I think it was like 50 bucks or something. So it's not crazy because you want to be filtering all that out. And you think about when you're taking a bath, you're just sitting in that, you know, and your pores are open, they're being absorbed. We forget often that our skin is our largest organ. Whatever put, we're putting on our skin or exposing our skin to is being absorbed to the bloodstream. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it's interesting how we have lotion and products that we know absorb. We're like, oh, I want my lotion to absorb in my body. Yeah. But then it's like we don't think that other things would absorb yeah. in our body too in different ways. And I was doing like a cold pl- little like cold plunge in my bathtub for a week. And I was like, okay, filling it up and then putting ice in it and doing my thing. And then the last day I started to get sick in my throat. I was like, oh, yeah, because the water isn't clean. Even it not being hot, mm. the tap water from the city just made me feel horrible. Yeah. I was like, oh, I have to get one of those crystal balls. But I could tell. I was like, oh, kind of knew it was going to catch up to me. But I felt like the effects of the cold water just felt so good. I wanted to really continue to do that. But I really need to be cleaning it. So for home, yeah. like your favorite products and companies, let's talk about like across different verticals. So for the home, we said Branch Basics. What about for kids' products, like kids' foods, kids, like anything? Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of Serenity Kids. I mentioned them earlier. I actually had the founders on my podcast, and their story is amazing. They are probably my favorite baby food company right now. They're the only ones on the market that are creating – there's a lot of those little pouches, you know, now. They're the only ones on the market that are creating pouches that are actually healthy for kids. Because they don't have, so a lot of them you see like the Gerbers of the world. They're, they're so loaded, sugary. They're, exactly. They're mm-hmm. loaded with sugar. Yeah. They're not organic. So they have glyphosate and all the other pesticides on there as well. And yeah, they're just really like carbohydrate and sugar heavy. And Serenity Kids has these little packets and they add grass-fed bison to it. So they're getting animal proteins in there. And then they're also putting good healthy fats in there. They put avocado and just they're prioritizing what we should be doing for kids, which is yeah. like a higher amount of protein and fat and lower in the carbohydrate just so that their blood sugars aren't skyrocketing. There's another company called Cerebelli that's really good as well. And they do these similar like food packets and they're lower on the sugar spectrum. They're organic. I'm trying to think. I know Honest does like baby products that are for the most part pretty vetted for. One of my best friends, Celeste, loves and swears okay. by Honest and she has a baby. So I've don't have a baby yet. I'm looking forward to having one someday, but they're vetted for by her. So love that. Yeah. Great. Okay. For snacks and foods for normal people, what kind of brands do you love? I, yeah. I love Simple Mills. I love Hugh Kitchen for like chocolate. Lesser Evil is great. They have that popcorn, which is like incredible. I always buy it and sneak it into the movie theater. It's so good. <laughs> and they have those paleo puffs and stuff paleo like that. Puffs and, are so good. Yeah, yeah. And they use coconut oil and like good healthy ingredients. I'm trying to think of other snacky stuff Smart that I sweet. love. Oh, yeah. I like Smart Sweets Siete. on, like, occasion. I love Siete. Siete yeah. chips are yeah. great. For cereals, Seven Sundays is so freaking yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I'm working with that. Mm-hmm. They're so good. Lower in sugar and just, you know, organic, clean ingredients. Lovebird is another cereal I really like, and they have the glyphosate residue-free stamp on them, which means they go above and beyond to ensure there's no glyphosate in their food, which is we love. Protein shakes or protein 
bars? Yeah, I powders. really, so I like Aloha bars if you get the ones that, because there's some that don't have sunflower oil in them. I'm also having a moment with midday squares right now. Have you guys had those? Because of oh, you, I've I haven't. had them. They are so good. I haven't they're had so them yet. Good. Okay, cool. Low in sugar, higher in protein. And I think their other thing is, I think they have a bunch of fiber in there too. They actually really fill you up, which is my huge beef with food bars. Is that most of them, I'm like, literally, where did that just go? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I don't feel 100%. it. 100%. It's like yeah. 300 calories. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm still starving. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate food bars that actually fill you up and yeah, act like yeah. a proper snack. I like IQ bar. I like Kalumi. I don't have that either. I like IQ bar, Kalumi bar, and then I love Aloha bars. Are yeah, good. those are really mm-hmm. good. Protein shakes or protein powders. Favorite protein powder of the moment is Kelly Levesque's Be Well by Kelly. Yeah, it is Super so clean. good. Yeah. It is so clean. She also has a plant-based one. And then she has, it's just beef isolate protein, which is the best type of protein that you can get. I'm not a huge fan of the vegan proteins of like the pea protein and rice and all that because it's higher in carbohydrate. Also, they're finding it's higher in heavy metals as well. And on top of that, it's just if you do eat animal source proteins, the beef isolate's the best one because whey can mess up people's stomachs and cause bloating and gas and all sorts of things. And yeah, so I like the beef isolate the best. There's also another brand called Equip Foods that's doing a protein powder as well that I really like. Oh, I really like Flav City's protein too. Yeah. So looking out for less ingredients preferably animal protein or animal collagens and just making sure you can pronounce all the ingredients. Yeah. So what are your last thing on that? What are your thoughts on like when there's so much stuff in the protein powder? I mean, it's usually a red flag. I tell people if the ingredient list is so long, it's usually a red flag because I'm like, what are all these other ingredients in here? You know, you don't need all this stuff. Yeah. Because then that's when you start seeing the artificial sweeteners and the natural flavors and just all this stuff that you're like, okay, it doesn't need that. I mean, the exception would be something that's like a greens, like a protein and greens powder. Of course, it's going to have a load of ingredients because it has all the different greens and seeds and stuff like that. But for the most part, yeah, if it's a super long ingredient list, there's, you know, there's all these like bodybuilder proteins that people are into that have all the artificial sweeteners and dyes and they're crazy. The flavors are like strawberry margarita. They're like, (laughs) what the fuck? You're like, why would you want that after a workout? I mean, I used to drink a C4. Did you guys ever drink that pre-workout? Not C4, but like Celsius and Mm. yeah. Yeah, C4 has like Skittles flavor. I'd be rolling yeah. in my workout, just like sprinting at 5 a.m. Like, <laughs> just killing myself, drinking C4 to EDM. Yeah, that's Steve like... Steve Aoki. Yeah. Steve Aoki, dude. Are there any like... Because I know a lot of people out there do appreciate a pre-workout, do appreciate something to kind of support their... Yeah. That type of thing. Is there any... Energy drink, or, pre-workout yeah. stuff? There was one that I really loved, but I don't think it exists anymore. This company, Vega, used to make a pre-workout and it was sugar-free and it was like super clean ingredients. I don't know, but this is also not my forte. Like I'm not really in that world. But, you know, actually, if you're really interested in looking for a pre-workout that's healthy, there is a woman on Instagram that's in more of that world that would know. Her name's Health Illy on Instagram. It's Health I-L-L-I-E and she would definitely know. Cool. Yeah. Last thing. I know this was interesting because when – we first met, we met at SoulCycle years ago, and then we met again later on. We were all SoulCycle, honey. Yeah. And you were SoulCycling, and you were so, like, much more inflamed, as per your words. Yeah. And so you actually work out way less, do way less, and yeah. feel better in your body. I want to talk a little bit about that because I think that also was your experience, too. Huh? So many people can overwork out, overdo, just do more thinking that they're going to feel better or look better in their body. But both of you had the experience of actually not doing so much hit 
and not doing so much workouts to feel better in your body. Yeah. I'd love to hear your story. Yeah. So I, I talk about this in a lens of I really healed my relationship with working out and exercising. I had a very unhealthy relationship with it where I would, if I had a day where I was like, oh my God, I shouldn't have eaten the dessert or whatever. And then I would be like, okay, I'm booking two soul cycle classes tomorrow. And it was like, I was burning my body out. I mean, nobody should be going through that much. And then, yeah. So my experience was I, I literally hit a point where I was so, I was just so fatigued and exhausted. I could not do it anymore. And ironically, at the same time, I was also hormonally imbalanced. I was bloating a lot. I just, I felt kind of puffy and inflamed. And I was really, really anxious, like really anxious. And looking back now, I've been able to connect the dots of it. What was actually happening is I was releasing so much cortisol because we forget that we're, we're quite literally stressing our body. And there is a level of it's healthy of working out and stressing your body a little bit. But I was stressing it to the point where my body was just pumping out cortisol. And then I would come home and I would just like annihilate the pantry, just like and just eat everything in sight. And everything was so Im imbalanced. And I had anxiety because I was releasing the endorphins. And you're releasing all these different hormones when you put your body through such extreme workouts like that. So I decided one day I had a conversation with my doctor and basically it was like, maybe you need to do lower impact stuff. It will really help your hormones. And I think this is really important, especially for women, you know, because mm -hmm. we don't think about the impact of our hormones in that way. And I was really scared. I know you and I have talked about this because you were also trying to do different workouts. And I was really concerned that my body was going to, I was like, oh my God, my body is going to change and I'm going to freak out. And it was actually the most beautiful thing because I was able to calm down. All I started doing was just walking every day. I was walking either around my neighborhood or I would go for a hike. And at first I was still, I would still like throw in a soul cycle class like here and there to make myself feel better. And then now like I really don't do those workouts at all anymore. The main thing I do is go for hikes or I like to do strength training. And yeah, I don't bloat anymore. I don't puff out. I still deal with anxiety for other reasons, but the anxiety has gone down now mm -hmm. because of yeah it's a really interesting thing especially connected to hormones yeah. and I think there are factors in like our hormones being balanced that a lot of women aren't aware of and sometimes it's hard to really break those habits because of like the fear the limiting beliefs around what if my body changes yeah. like those fears are too great to even to even try to change your lifestyle and so I'm so glad you shared that because I had the same fear. Like after I, I left Soul Cycle, I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to, I was teaching two to three classes a day. I'm going to gain so much weight. Like that was a lot of cardio. I was burning so many calories. Like what is going to happen? And same as you, like the inflammation went down. I actually, not that the goal was to lose weight, but I actually lost weight. And I just felt so much more in my body, you yeah. know? And I think a lot of these high intensity workouts are, and we were talking about this the other day, like taking us out of our bodies, you know, we become very disconnected because of the intensity or because we're in a group fitness class and we're looking at everyone else or whatever it is. So yeah, I, I always like, if I'm talking about working out, it's like, can you find a way to move your body that makes you feel like you're in your body and really good in your body that could be putting on a song and dancing for fucking 15 minutes and just like really going for it and just let it allowing your body to move it doesn't have to be like a formal formal workout setting but yeah i love i love that and getting in nature yes. i mean that oh my God. i'm sure that lowers cortisol as well it yeah does. well and to your point like you're saying when you're in those intense workouts or like you've already signed up for the workout 
and you can't get out of it now because you're gonna get charged or whatever. Again, it's you're overriding what your body needs. There'd be so many days where I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Like, why did I agree to this? And then you just push through it instead yeah. of listening to your body. And now that's a beautiful thing is like, I'll wake up one day and be like, I'm really tired. Like, I don't think that I can do this today. You know, I'm gonna allow myself to relax. We don't give ourselves enough space to actually do that. You know, like listen to our bodies and be like, okay, actually my body's telling me I shouldn't do this today. Yes. And my similar experience was I lost weight too. That was the craziest thing. And again, wasn't even trying to. I was like, okay, this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting to think, and I do this, so I'm saying this as someone that does this, but when we schedule out our workouts, you're taking 0% into consideration how you feel. Yeah. yeah. You in know, that moment. In that moment. The day before, the day of, you're just kind of like, this is how I'm going to do this and not being like, actually, I'm tired. I had did a lot yesterday. Yeah. Kind of need a break, kind of need to rest. And I think that's with our the way that we overschedule pretty much everything. But yeah, I think it's beautiful because I know both of you are people that are so in your bodies and just inspiring the women that are listening that it doesn't have to be so intense. It doesn't have to be so much for you to feel really good and for you to feel like you look the way you want to look and you are able to be in your body. And then how can we do more things where we're not leaving our bodies, but like more mm -hmm. in them? Yeah. So that would be more meals that we're cooking at home. That would be more workouts, walking in nature. That's doing more of we, what we actually do want to do and allowing ourselves that pleasure of it mm -hmm. to yeah. enjoy it all. But there's a lot of research on based on in nature, basically talking about workouts and walking and how much more beneficial it is for you when you're in nature. In Japan, they call it forest bathing. And there's a lot of research that says that forest bathing is the best for you because it reduces your cortisol. It actually supports like a healthy brain. It allows your eyes to relax. There's like just these mm. multitude of benefits that are really, really beautiful. In addition to the grounding, if you're doing it with your shoes off. But yeah, walking in nature is number one. Number one. In the love one, they say the best workout is to walk amongst second density entities known as trees. Mm. So cute. Never That's forget so that. Cute. And then they're like, and then also spend time in the swirling waters. <laughs> they mean like a like a like a spa, to the beach. like a hot tub. Oh, yeah, like a like a like a hot tub. Yeah, isn't that funny? I mean, sign me up. Or, or like sit amongst the or like waters. in a in a spring or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah like moving water, just oh, like not being stagnant. Moving. Yeah, mm. isn't that funny? Last question is just about your hormone journey because yeah. so many women are moving through that themselves. So I would love to hear about your experience with birth control and all that. Yeah. So I, I'm, I consider myself lucky that I was never really on birth control just because of everything we learned, you know, that we know now and we don't have to Even go when you were young. Yeah. Really? Because I never, I only did it twice. And both times I stopped before the pack was even over because I felt so crazy in my body. I couldn't even stand it. Wow. And it's very interesting for me to look back and realize how in touch and how in tune I was with my body without even realizing at the time. Oh, I, that's know, amazing. I know exactly wow. what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. ah. That's amazing. Love that. Because I, I didn't even have the total notion of that at the time, but I do remember both times I tried, I didn't even finish the pack. Actually, no, one time I did, it was like Yaz or something. And then another time I did a Nuva ring. And I remember with a Nuva ring, my boyfriend at the time was like, dear God, please take this out. You're you are crazy. crazy. Wow. Isn't Nuvering like, that was in the business of birth control? Yeah. What? Oh my God, I had so many friends I mean, that did Nuvering. Oh, there were, you can probably explain this better. Did you watch the business? Yeah. You did because you did interviewed Ricky. Did uterus or something? There were many cases where women died. Oh yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. I even rem remember around the time that like I had been blood on it clots. learning later, like that we knew then that women were dying on it. They were having aneurysms. Yeah, blood clots. Mm -hmm. I mean, thank God my boyfriend might have saved my life. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it didn't even last a month because he was like, 
and like lovingly i don't want to paint him in a bad picture lovingly he was like i don't know who this person is wow. i'd rather you not be on this because this is wild and i was like yeah i do not know who this person is right now wow so that was my experience. And so I'd only done it twice. And then as I started really getting into health and nutrition and learning things about the body, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want those synthetic hormones in my body. So I dealt with other hormonal issues outside of actually, well, coming off the Nuva ring, and then I went straight into being vegetarian for five years. And I dealt with the craziest cystic acne. And I had never dealt with acne before. And this was in my 20s. And I was like, even my mom was like, what is going on? Like, what? You know what's interesting is every single person that I know, besides me, but everybody that I know dealt with a period of intense ass acne, mm -hmm. huh. where it's like women, it's like a rite of passage, <laughs> yeah, I think where is. there's like a moment of just intense yeah, acne. Yeah. Oh, this was like one would go down. I'd be like, oh, thank God it's going down. And then the next day, yep. it would be popping up. I didn't have a break for four years. It was nuts. Whoa. Yeah. And I could not figure it out. I don't know if it's a detoxification that's happening. Yeah. For women, like at a certain period in time, but it's like very much a rite of passion that I've known most women to go through. Oh, for sure. And I think there's a, a lot of different things happening too, because we're messing with our hormones with the synthetic birth control. Yeah. So there's that too. Also, you think about the growth hormones that are in dairy. Yeah. There's a lot of different things happening. And then we talked about the plastics messing with your endocrine system. I think it's, yeah, it's hitting from all different angles. It's also stress. an age too of stress. Stress yeah. too, for the workouts, sure. Especially both of or all of us, when we were doing Soul Cycle so much, your skin. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Like you're sweating, you're wiping it down with a bleach towel, you're in the shower, it's hot, you're out. So it's yeah. like so much. Yeah. yeah. And I noticed like just the emotional piece. So whether it was like speaking my truth more, it's like thinking about the heat in the body and how it's being trapped, which is like very out there. But I did notice that was one of the things that, and I think it's linked to stress. So if you're holding something in yeah. and you're not expressing yourself, that causes a stress in the body or in your system. For sure. And I would notice that like, I have you ever had a moment where like you're having, you have either a stressful moment or just like a really sharp pang of fear or something like that. And I can almost like feel like a pitbull seed planted. Oh it's yeah. It's weird. Like I can kind of sense it in my body. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like the stress hormone, but okay. So you dealt with cystic acne for four years yeah. And like I said, it was around the time of I had come off birth control and then I went vegetarian for a long time. And yeah, I think there was a multitude of things happening. And then the workouts were throwing my hormones out of balance. And ultimately what finally did the trick for me was cleansing my liver. So I was taking all these supplements that were supporting the detoxification pathways of the liver because they say a lot of what acne is too, is if you have a clogged liver which is very normal. That sounds way more extreme than it actually is. It's that actually makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because everything's getting backed up. And so you think about like our livers go through so much now, like, you know, with the tap water and the pesticides and food, everything we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so taking a liver supplement that was supporting the detoxification pathways. Milk thistle? Yep. It had milk thistle, dandelion, artichoke. The name of the supplement is called Liver Rescue or Organifi has a really great liver reset too. And then taking a couple of different supplements like glutathione, which binds to the estrogen and actually pushes out through the body because a lot of times too, it's excess estrogen in the body. And then calcium deglucrate was another one that also like helps kind of just flush out like excess estrogens. And so taking those really helped for me personally. Like I just, I, I don't, I only want to speak to my experience, but incorporating animal foods back in my diet, I think really helped Sweet. a lot. 
I know. <laughs> I know you were dancing around that because you were like, I'm vegetarian. Then you're like, but is that, but there was also all these things. I'm like, I mean, I bitch. found that too. I know. Eating animal carcass made you better. I do want to share this because I think it's a really important fact. So when I was in school, I got my master's in nutrition. I had several professors tell me who all either currently also had clients because they were practitioners or in the past, they told me that every single one of their female clients that had a background of being vegetarian had hormonal imbalances. I see that. It's wild. And again, I'm very careful to talk about this subject because at the end of the day, we're so bio-individual and it's very hard to make a blanket statement for everyone. What works for me is not going to work for you and vice versa. So I want everyone to find what works best for them. And I never want anyone to feel shamed. But I do like to share this kind of stuff because if someone is struggling with that and they can't pinpoint what the issue is, maybe it gives them a little flashlight in the dark. Yeah. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I love the liver component and I love the liver cleanse thing. That's yeah. huge. Mm -hmm. And also to the liver processes emotions and feelings. It processes yeah, yeah. our life. So I think if you're someone that would maybe have acne because of the liver, it's like, how are you not processing? So I was like, I need a moment. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> We're going to have a Clip therapy it. session. <laughs> Clip it. How are you not processing your life? <laughs> it goes to the pulse of the liver. Yeah, honestly. Or it's like a picture of a woman. She's like, <laughs> you know, they do those like B-roll clip, clips in it. That's so good. Made well, into a song. Life, life, life. <laughs> process your life 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 like a mantra you listen to before liver bed cleanse. yeah <laughs> that's my new liver cleanse course anything else that's like super hot and relevant that you feel like your peeps are asking you about or you want to talk about before we close Ooh, i like to end things on a positive note because i think a lot of people get really discouraged when they hear about everything that we're up against right now so i like to always give encouragement there's only so much we can do, you know, like, unfortunately, this is just the reality that we live in right now. And I think part of our job is to just make peace with the fact that we're doing the best that we can and make those changes that you can do the things that are affordable and accessible for you. Know that there's also ways that you can support your body. Like if you're super concerned about all the toxins and everything that we're being exposed to right now, making sure that you're moving your body and getting your lymphatic system moving on a daily basis that can look like walking, doing your exercise, whatever it is, is really important. And also making sure that you're sweating. And that, again, could either be a workout. If you have the ability to go to a sauna, sweating it out, because that'll help get all these toxins out of your body. An affordable way is literally just doing a really hot Epsom salt bath at home. Hot enough to where you'll sweat, but hot, not hot enough where you're literally boiling there. But just to make sure that you are... Also, another thing is dry brushing, too, really helps yeah, with the lymphatic system. Such a good one. So I just like to offer people encouragement to know that it's not all doom and gloom. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things we need to be worried about right now. But I have a lot of hope because there's a lot of amazing people, especially in the food world right now, that are doing better for us, doing good by the public. And there, changes are happening and things are moving. And for some reason, we were put on this planet during this time period to deal with this hardship. And it's just part of our journey on this earth. So fix the things you can. And the rest of it, you just, there's only so much we can do. And just yeah. try not to stress about it because stress is also a killer. Yeah. I'm so thankful we're living at this kind of turning point. Me too. With food, with so many other systems that are yeah. kind of needing a bit of a a rebirth a bit of a zhuzh a zhuzh yeah we need a facelift <laughs> but thank you this has been so good yeah thank long time coming so good so good <laughs> where can people find you yeah you can find me at real foodology across the board i have a podcast it's called real foodology and then also i'm pretty active on instagram also at real foodology 
pretty active. I mean, baby. I mean, I'm so thankful. Like you're someone who I'm like, I need you to put out content every day. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, you're doing that God's work. A lot. Okay, thanks guys. Thanks Thank guys you so much. Thank Bye. you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Courtney. We love you. And again, if you're new, welcome to Almost 30. Welcome to our community. Would love if you subscribed. Would love if you wrote a review. Love when y'all write reviews. It's just so kind mm -hmm. and sweet. We really appreciate it. It's how the show has grown over the years. It means a lot. And to our sponsors for this episode, we appreciate you. If you're new to the show, we have sponsors on this episode that make this show possible. And these are only brands that we love and use ourselves. We vet them and then bring them to you. So you can check out discount information in our show notes as well as on almost30.com. Thank you guys. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.